Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We, of course, are your hosts, Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we are talking about one of the many shipwrecks that occurred in the Great Lakes uh, involving our state, Wisconsin. Uh, today we are discussing the sinking of the P.S. Lady Elgin. Uh, we also have great Wisconsin music from Seesaw. We have another great beer review. In, in, in addition of the infamous How Many Locos You Had and a special guest interview. Uh, if you have not already, please remember to go rate, like, subscribe, review, share, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I know we harp on you every single episode for that, but uh, it's huge um, for us. It's, mean, it's it, huge. It, it literally the the two seconds that it takes you to do any of that stuff, uh, it, it amounts to way more on our end and helps us keep the lights on and and keep us doing what we're doing. I mean, obviously the passion drives us, but. Um, the, the rest is really huge for us, too. So uh, we're not making uh, any uh, bucks over here. But uh, the thing that we like is that we're able to do this for you guys. I mean, and I, and I hope someday <clears throat> the Patreon will take off so we can make some bucks from this. You know, basically Enough just to keep to, the servers in the yeah. beer. I mean, that's more. Yeah. And the traveling for all the beer tours that we're going to feature in our Patreon. You know, exactly. That's what we're, what we're here for. So. We're going to need to travel to each and every one of these breweries and, and do uh, some sort of a tour with them. Uh, the equipment to be able to do that, and also, uh, like Russ mentioned already, uh, the ability for us to distribute that to you electronically over the uh, internet streams here. So, uh, honestly, we love it. Hey, if and, and and if you're enjoying what you what you're hearing, go to our website, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com, and you'll have access to all the different links. Whether that's to our T Public page, so you can go ahead and get some of our merchandise. Patreon, as we've talked about, which is super cheap and expensive uh, for you to uh, get a lot of extra content. Russ and I have been working our damn tails off on this. so Yeah, and um, we, we, we kind of always joke about the tea public because literally per shirt, we get about a couple bucks and a, you know, a couple bucks a shirt, roughly oh, yeah, $2. Yeah, yeah. And we always joke about it like, oh, don't spend it all in one place. You yeah, know? But yeah. I mean, like if you guys were to purchase and we get, you know, 10 shirts, it's still 20 bucks. I mean, it helps go towards our Supply servers beers so and, beer servers which are yeah. a huge cost for us and uh, we really hope you guys enjoy the show i mean that's the thing is like me and eric have always been you know we hope you're home right now sipping a beer with us you know on yeah. a sunday it's the worst day of the week let's be honest so hopefully we make a little laughter in your life and you or, have you know, a couple brewskis yeah and if you're not listening on a sunday and you're just listening on a random tuesday or wednesday during the week we hope it allows you to get through your day because i know i listen to podcasts every day of the week and it really it really does it helps move the time a little faster uh, during my day so uh, we hope that you're uh, listening to us and it's somehow bringing you enjoyment and and moving your day along a little quicker so uh, let's go ahead and jump right in uh the 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 ps lady elgin shipwreck what do you got for us 
So yeah, we all know Wisconsin has its fair share of uh, shipwrecks on the Great Lakes. Probably the most notable, obviously, Edmund Fitzgerald, thanks to um, Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot, yeah. But today we are talking about the Lady Elgin, who does not have a song. It actually does have a folk song that's not well-known, and you might have to listen to our Patreon because you might have a little sea shanty for you. We don't know yet I, here. Well, I think Russ and I are going to write you something. <laughs> we were, there is a song out there, a folk song, and we're going to make our own rendition of it. So that's kind of the one thing I have on our list. So the Lady Elgin was built in 1851 in Buffalo, New York, at a cost of $95,000, which is today money. It's, it's quite a lot. It's quite a bit of money, actually, yeah. like for that time. She was named after Canada's Governor General Lord Elgin, who served from 1847 to 1854. The ship was considered a type of side-wheeled ship with a wooden hull which served much of the time on the Great Lakes and was a favorite mode of transportation by the public. And early in her career, she would take passengers between Buffalo, New York, to Chicago, Illinois, and later Chicago to Ontario, as well as many other parts of the uh, Lake Michigan and the Superior area, including Milwaukee, obviously, which is where our story is going to kind of come today. Yeah. And she faced many numerous accidents during her years of service, including a notable one where she struck a rock and sank, and it'd be completely repaired in Manitowoc, Wisconsin in 1854, which is actually a huge boat repair area. Yeah, the, definitely. Yep. Also, many other times, including 1855, where she had towed to Wisconsin after machinery damage. 1857, a fire occurred. 1858, struck a reef in Copper Harbor, Michigan, and stranded at Osable uh, Point Reef in Superior. And in 1859, she had to be towed again to Marquette, Michigan. And in 1860, the final blow would occur, which is what our focus is on today. And uh, one of the big tragedies, actually, on the lake. One that's not very well known, but it's huge for Lake Michigan. Yeah. On September 6th of 1860, the Lady Elgin left Milwaukee, Wisconsin, was carrying many members aboard to go to hear the nearby campaign speeches of Abraham Lincoln's opponent at the time, Stephen A. Douglas. A total of 300 ships would attend, uh, uh, 300 people would attend this September 7th rally who went, you know, it was actually in Chicago and they were actually like listening to the Going speeches. Going to listen to the speeches, It was the yeah. opposition to Lincoln at the time. After everything was over and the campaign had clear, everyone boarded back on the Lady Elgin and began their journey back to Milwaukee. On its way, a home gale force wind and storm would pick up and on the lake. And when uh, out, the, the, schooner, the schooner would appear later revealed as the Augusta of Oswago. The Augusta only had a single light mounted and made it nearly impossible to see any, anything during these conditions. And we'd be pushed right into the port side of the Lady Elgin at 2.30 a.m. in the a.m., the morning there. So it's dark. There's nothing. It's empty. It's Yeah, and, and I'm sure, you know, the... the the people of the uh, Augusta of Oswego, they, they probably didn't intend. They didn't know how uh, much damage was occurred, really. Right, and, and to be fair, I mean, like you said, it's 2.30 in the morning. I don't know if you've been out on the lake it's in dark. a while, in, 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 and especially back in the 1860s or whatever. Uh, that's going to be crazy. That's going to be crazy dark. They didn't have the indicator lights like we did today. No, not at all. Uh, and it's actually, like, we're going to continue gonna on, and you're going to hear you're gonna hear about what happened after this. So, yeah. It actually caused significant damage to the, the to the ship, including to her bow spirit and headgear, thus causing her to start to dip below the waterline. The Augusta did not think the damage was significant and would sail out of harm's way back to Chicago. However, on board, chaos had started to erupt. The captain of the ship, Captain Wilson, ordered everyone to start throwing larger cargo that was causing more weight than necessary. This included cows. 
Yeah, everybody and, brings their cows to a, a rally. And other cargo that lightened the load, which they didn't know on the surface was the large hole was the ship in the ship's hull, and the steward who was down in the coal bunker did everything he could to stop the leak. And uh, he even threw mattresses out, and uh, but the water continued to pour in. And Captain Wilson gave the order to start lowering lifeboats out the starboard side. Within 20 minutes of lowering and continuously monitoring, the ship of the Lady Elgin broke apart and all but the bow section sank like immediately. Really rapidly. Rapidly, yeah, Yeah. immediately. And there were life preservers, which at the time were only hardwood planks, but they would not even be used. A total of two bores with with, with a total of 18 people made it to shore. So a couple pigs and 18 people made it to shore. Wow and 14 on a larger raft, and the rest just clung on to anything and everything they could find to stay afloat. In the end, a total of 300 people tra- tragically die, and only 98 members would survive. A notable person named Charles Beverung of Germany, band, used his f- bass drum to flotation device and saved himself with music. I'd grab onto my instrument, too. Screw that, dude, the bass <laughs> drum, hell yeah. What did you just mean? Wouldn't Your you instrument? Can, yeah, wouldn't you grab like anything you could find? Like well, I'd I grab thought. a bass drum and freaking float that sucker. Like, well, yeah. Doo, doo, I just thought you doo, meant your I'd, instrument. No, I would go freaking straight white stripes into the shore too. Like, doo, 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 yeah, doo, yeah, the doo, elephant, doo, whatever. Doo. Seven Nation Army, yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, so for sure, I, and I think. I mean, anything you could find at that point, you know, at it's that pretty moment, scary. You have to also remember, there's some of these individuals that probably don't know how to swim. Uh, yeah, and that's, oh, for sure. that's why they perished, you know, or they're too young to swim. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. And <clears> many <throat> of the shoreline natives were watching uh, for any survivors so they could actually help. And uh, including Northwestern University in Illinois and the Garrett Bible Institute, one hero of the wreck, Edward Spencer, managed to rescue 17 passengers over the course of six hours. He sustained many injuries in the process, leaving him with lifelong scars emotionally and physically. But a plaque is actually uh, erected in the Northwest University Library recalling his, his heroic actions. So if you go to Northwest Univer- Univ- yeah, Nor- Northwestern University in, in, in Illinois, Chicago, they actually yeah. have like a really cool plaque devoted to this guy who actually saved a lot of people, which is yeah. really cool to me. So Captain Wilson also died while rescuing two women and was caught by the gale surf and was dashed against the rocks. The tragedy also left many children orphaned and was one of the reasons that the political power in Milwaukee shifted from Irish to Germans as a lot of Irish were aboard the ship. And wow. the, Iri- the Irish were huge in Milwaukee. They were kind of the newcomers in Milwaukee. Yeah. But they started taking over politically and due to this event, it kind of shifted everything. Shift, yeah. it's, it's crazy, but... Today, thanks to Wisconsin Historical Society, a marker has been placed in the historic Third World, also known as a Cavalry Cemetery. A large marker, it's been placed and uh, was buried, like the place where they actually kind of washed ashore, the people did. And though not a notable singer, a folk song was written about the disaster called Lost of the Lady Elgin. And listen to our Patreon. If you subscribe, we're going to do a, we're doing a sea shanty, Eric. I don't know if you're down for this, but we're doing it. We're going to do the sea shanty. And uh, also to remember the disaster of a $200,000 bronze statue was placed by Milwaukee Irish Heritage Center, which is actually a cultural center devoted to the Irish who came to Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah early, really cool. Early Irish. And you can view it today. It's actually there right now. You can go right now. If you want to go, go to the Irish Cultural I, Center in Milwaukee. Yeah, Irish Heritage Check this out. You can see society. the Lady Elgin. Yeah. 
And if you wish to visit the rack as a diver, special permission is needed. And it was actually in 1989, it was located in Highwood, Illinois, which is just south of the border there, kind of in the northeast part of Chicago, sure. which would be the suburbs, I guess, before Racine and all yeah. that. So, And the aftermath of the tragedy... The uh, insurance of $12,000 was given to uh, uh, Gurdon Hubbard, Hubbard yeah. who was actually the ship's owner. And the captain of the Augusta, Augusta Darius Mallet, was arrested in Chicago but found not guilty because he actually didn't know. You know, there was no laws in place. To, you know, he only had one light on his ship. So no one could see him on the dark Lake Michigan at night, 2.30 right. a.m., pitch black. You've well, been yeah, out you're, there. It's pitch black. See, yeah. You see some stars, maybe if it's not cloudy. <clears throat> Otherwise, it's pitch black. Even on like a well-populated lake, uh, you, you don't see a whole lot at night. I mean, the whole water just looks like a big, blank, black, dark canvas. Exactly. I mean, it's hard to even see ripples. I mean, you're not going to see uh, necessarily a, a, an unlit ship. That I mean, when you're both, you know, driving like that. I, I, there's no way I don't, you know, I don't think this guy could be convicted. Yeah, and I mean, back in that time, I mean, what what was there? There was no laws stating that you had these, like, lights on your ship. Like, you had to have certain color lights on right. your, yeah. So now, like, he only had a $15 cheap lantern, and that was it. So, like, he didn't see him, and, and you know, a lot of people still to this day continue to blame second mate, Mr. Budge, as being incompetent, and his crew were to blame. But in my opinion, there was no laws stating that you need to have more lighting on the ship to be able to see it. Well, you know, I mean, it's not their fault. And he is incompetent. Like, let's just say right now, Mr. Budge you, you think he was sucking down some brews on that ship? I don't know who he was. Sucking down some Jack Daniels He had way ship. too much champagne or wine or whatever the hell they drink on boats. I don't know. Abe Lincoln liquor he yeah. was drinking at that he had point? A he had a bunch of honest liquor. In a <laughs> he was just racking some shit out <laughs> on Lake Michigan there. Dude was wrecked out there. But, I mean, it is just a huge piece, and it's not, like, as well-known as Edmund Fitzgerald as me and my co-host has said. But me and my co-host here, and he has not agreed to this, but we are doing a shanty on our Patreon. No, I mean, I'll do it, yeah. Well, we're doing The Loss of the Lady uh, Elgin, which is an actual song that's written by an Irish composer. I'll get a, a, a whatever instrument we need. I mean, I've you got, got a, pound a table like a thousand guitars over here, but... Dude, we'll do it. We got this. use the drum set Yeah, we can use the bass drum for that, but it's going to be on our Patreon. And if you get a chance, check it out. We're going to have it up there. Again, this is a Lady Elgin, huge shipwreck in Milwaukee, probably one of the most devastating, you know, almost 300 people life has been killed on Lake Michigan. There. Yeah. And, you know, the the lake is so cold and uh, the like the, um, the Fitzgerald lyrics, the uh, lakes never give up their dead because it's so cold no. when you get to the bottom there. You basically just an ice cold on the bottom and you never just decompose. Rock. You never decompose. You're just always there. You yeah. know, and it's a uh, really sad, and uh, I'm really proud that like a lot of people have erected all these things. So, Northwestern like, University, see, and yeah, and you can go and see and still kind of like pay your respects to these people that lost their lives on um, different monuments, and yeah, on a ship that like just was going to see a political race. You know, yeah. But that's going to conclude I'm our take main my segment. Cow to the nice political speech. <laughs> Couple Holsteins, I'm throwing her on the boat there. Hey, get on Gildred, get on Mildred. We're going <laughs> down to Chicago to see get some <laughs> Gildred and Mildred. Are those but, the ho those are those are the the cow's names? Yeah, nice. Gildred and Mildred. But again, that was the Lady Elgin. Um, and now on to our music segment. All right. So today we are featuring a uh, pretty cool band uh, called Seesaw. 
absolutely cool music. Uh, again, uh, I, I don't even think there's a whole lot we can say that's different from the last. I mean, th- just their phenomenal. music is absolutely great. So today, like the band is actually from Madison, Wisconsin, featuring Eve and Meg, who are just yeah. incredible people. They have great vocals. Like they, they really work together very well. And today's taking song off too. is Godzilla. I mean, yeah. I fucking love, I fucking love that kaiju. I love that greasy monster. You know, he may fight a couple Mecha Godzillas, a couple King Ghidorahs, a couple King Caesars. Yeah, you're dropping some bombs, bro. He's still my hero. Are those gang names or what are you doing? This is this is some Godzilla gang territory. Yeah, here. I know. You take your son over to that stuff. I don't know much about I it. I love but... Godzilla, man. I've, I've watched him yeah. since I was a little guy, and that's why we had to feature the song. I heard it. It's just very good. The chorus is awesome. Like, they're two together. Like, Meg and Eve have great, like, they, they are perfect for each other. They sound good. And I cannot yeah, wait. It's a great sound. Now, now that I have my vaccine, I cannot wait to see Seesaw. Like, yeah. and I saw him on the PBS Music Hour, which is actually why I reached out to him because I never like, heard that. I love these guys. I didn't it's, hear that one. So PBS Music Hour is a thirty-minute thing on. Uh, I love that. I PBS love the Wisconsin. PBS yeah. You didn't see this one though. It's I didn't so see this good. One. You got to check it out. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And these, it's just another example of Wisconsin music. It's well, a, we can and whatever we can do to help uh, push people to uh, hear them. You know, that's for that's sure. all and we ever want to do. I mean, this podcast someday may take off. I mean, we're kind of small independent right now, but someday we hope we can really help these people get out there and their word out there. Yeah. Especially like Wisconsin is such great music, but it's not like California where it's millions of people. I mean, like LA County is bigger than there's all a, of the Midwest. And there's just a lot of LA really, County. There's alone. a lot of really cool, uh, clubs and stuff to play your music here in the Milwaukee area or Madison area. A lot of really cool clubs, but again, you know, on a given night, your, your audience is only a, a, a couple hundred tops. Uh, and that's on a really good night, uh, with really good promotion or whatever, you know, uh, I, I just like to think that, Hey, you know, this additional piece, uh, could get you a couple more individuals on those nights. I know? think for me and Eric, this is kind of the run of the reason we started this podcast in the first place. Because well, we, like we have to played feature it. this stuff, we and love and we know how hard it is to get your name out there. We've traveled say, the Midwest. We've traveled. We played, we played shows to uh, ten, you know, people, eight people, nine. Oh, for people, you sure, know. we've had some small house uh, shows, basement shows. I mean, it's and, just and like the basement how it shows are some of the good ones. You know, the the ones that you really worry about is when you're at a club. And you're playing to mostly uh, the employees of the club. You know, that's tough. It's, it you're is tough. You're playing to the other band who's going to come on after you. You know, that's tough uh, to just be in that situation. So uh, we, we do our best to highlight some of the musicians and stuff that we think are absolutely amazing. And, and, and it's not only the ones that we think are amazing because we haven't heard all of them yet. And uh, we rely on your guys' su- uh, suggestions as well or, or your your you know suggestions uh, of of different bands that you that you all enjoy and if you are a band reach out to us if yeah, you we'll like a band help reach out, out to yeah, us yeah for sure um but this one in particular uh, the band to see saw song is Godzilla here you go Teasing all, but I'm starting small and weekly to go. 
happy when you talk to yourself that must be reassuring they say it's healthy when you talk to yourself that must be reassuring i am Again, that was Seesaw, Godzilla, definitely. Some really cool stuff going Amazing. on Amazing. I mean, it reminds me of uh, Florence and the Machines a little yeah. bit, maybe uh, of, mice and, of Mice and Monsters or whatever that is, of Monsters and Men. Is of Monsters and Men. Of Monsters and Men. Yeah. Kind of a little Zoe de <laughs> Chanel, too. Yeah. But no. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's cool. It's from our state of Wisconsin. Like, that's yeah. why we feature this stuff. Like, it's just phenomenal. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to put your words out there because it's like... This is right in our backyard. Like and we it's can go watch amazing. this right now and yeah. check this out. You know, it's, yeah. it's incredible um, to me. Again, it's it's just a another piece of uh, really fantastic musicianship that, that that happens to be right here and, and they're from here. So and honestly, like my response, like when contacting these bands, theirs was so cool. Like they just seem like very cool people. Even I, I love it when they're super willing to uh, to to allow us to use that stuff because it's not like um, it's not like they have to. And uh, all we hope to do out of the whole the whole scenario is 
get them a, a few more listens if we can. Yeah, and you know? like it not only gets them a few more listens, it also helps us like get more you know followers that maybe like them too. You know, like, yeah, and maybe we love Wisconsin music. Like, yeah, and we say every single time it's like it's more of a promotional thing for me. Like, yeah, I love getting the name, maybe their name out there that somebody might not know about. Them. Definitely, you know, definitely. that's that's exactly what I'm trying to do here, and that's just so yeah. cool to me. And like, it's it's so it's so not a selfish thought process uh, the exchange is mutual i hope that uh their fans come and listen to us as much as i hope that uh you know the followers and listeners that we have sort of step out and and listen to them so uh on to our beer review so uh we actually have another one from some nerve uh, brewing company which uh is out of manitowish waters uh, and this one again is is uh a fantastic beer. We had the Cherry Kramer on uh, a few episodes ago, but um, this one's Geronimo Jackson IPA. And uh, Russ, why don't you give us a, yes. a little more detail here? So the Geronimo Jackson IPA is a 7.0% ABV uh, IPA, obviously. Um, very tasty. Uh, you know, the bitterness is up front. A little bit of a smokiness to it with Still, the IPA, exactly. which is, which is and interesting. And we had the woodiness on the other one, too, the smokiness on the other one. It's it's interesting for me to have an IPA with a smokiness. Yeah. Because it's like kind of two things that, like, maybe you wouldn't normally be like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Let's put in a bourbon right, cask right. or let's do this. But it's really working for it's me. It's amazing. And obviously, like, some nerve, like we said before, Manitowish Waters, John Dillinger, Hurley, Wisconsin deep roots in the podcast we yeah. love this stuff i mean and if you haven't been there check them out i mean they're in US- a really cool little cabiny type place that's right off of 51 i mean it's literally amazing uh uh you just sort of stumble across it and when you get there i mean be sure to say uh say hi go outside after you get a beer and uh, play some bags. They've got a nice little, uh, not really picnic area, but little, you know, uh, not, it's not even a patio. It's it's just, hey, it's a couple of tables out in the yard, you know. Play yeah. some lawn games. Enjoy. It's, it's nothing but woods and lake around you. It's awesome. And this IPA, like, you're getting that IPA flavor, but you're also getting the smokiness again. Like, they're getting that, like, bourbon cask flavor, like, deep-rooted into this beer. So you're getting that bitterness, but you're also getting the woodiness do, do you agree? That, I mean, it's yeah, like, it's funny because it's like, it, like, like I said in the last one, it reminds me of the Northwoods. It's like that woodiness, yeah. that oak, that like old oaks. The I feel old like drinking this like, in their in their in their facility or or on their property is going to be even better than just enjoying it right like we are right now. Right. Uh, it, it really tries. It tries its best to take me there, which is what I love. Uh, uh, to try to hey force me to relax. Sit down, enjoy the Northwoods. This is campfire. This is good. It is good. And it, you know, it pours a medium brown color. Nice head on it. Very tasty. And this one in particular is from uh, the May batch, uh, May 1st, I believe. Um, so they offer uh, crowlers, uh, so 32 ounce cans uh, that are uh, absolutely phenomenally priced. They're absolutely reasonable. Uh, what an amazing brewery that we, that we've stumbled upon. I can't wait to get them on the show. Yeah, honestly, like, and you said they have a blog right now where they've almost been to all the breweries, right? Almost Which is every single some, brewery in Wisconsin. And have you looked into that, or is it just go to somenervebrewing.com and look for their blog on Correct. the website there? They have they have their own link to it, somenervebrewingcompany.com, and uh, and, and I swear to God, you'll get a. Uh, 
uh, a great look at at these these two individuals who just love beer and everything there is to know about beer and brewing in Wisconsin. Uh, they are dedicated and they're they're really really good. Hey. At what they do. Me and you are in the same boats. I mean, like, at some point, we hope, like, we can get every brewery on our episodes. Because we got, yeah. what, there's hundreds of breweries left. And we got a hundred boats, hundreds of topics, hundreds of music left. Yeah. I and mean, we're like, only on episode 60. Right. And it's just like, I, I cannot wait for me and you to get on these Patreon trips. So maybe we can show these guys some nerve brewing. And they can see the innards of the workings and yeah. the people and... You know, that's our whole point of doing the Patreon was to do well, this. This would be amazing. Yeah, this would be one of those ones where it's our dream. You and I could could record ourselves uh, hanging out there, getting a beer, checking out the the facility. But then I'll, I'll I'll kick your ass in bags or something. You know, I don't know about that. I'm pretty good at bags. Dude. Yeah, I'm not very good at it. So I'm pretty fucking decent at bags. You're probably gonna wallop me. Uh, but no, it's really cool. Go, because, go check it out. Yeah, definitely. Manitowish Waters. Yeah, some nerve brewing. This one specifically is a Geronimo Jackson IPA. Yeah. Phenomenally crafted, 7%. You might get a little rip, baby. 7%, baby. But hey, it's awesome. Have a can of this, baby, hey, and then uh, just go to night night. You're in the Northwoods. We talked about it before. Hurley, Wisconsin. 15 minutes north. Boobs. Babes. Bo- boobs. Boobs. Babes. Babes. Hunting. Amazingness. What waterfalls. Else, what else could you ask for? Titties and waterfalls. That's yeah. what I want in my life. So, Check it out. SumNerveBrewingCompany.com. Grab a seat, gather round, join us for a chat. How many locos you have? Oh, shit! All right, folks, you know what that means. It's a uh, how many locos you at segment, brother. Ow. And this Woo! one. <laughs> Here we go. This one is super cutting edge. All right, let's hear it. Ooh. Uh, so. This one, the the headline reads, Wisconsin man arrested for MWI. We've heard about one of these in Rhinelander. Yeah. On our previous episode. Uh, MWI in parentheses is mowing while intoxicated. So apparently one Wisconsin man likes to have a good time while keeping his lawn well manicured. Right on. Uh, an observant officer out for a ride noticed a 69-year-old man in uh, on his lawnmower weaving erratically down the street this past Sunday. Jackson police officer Kyle Henning was shocked at what he discovered, stating he had never seen an intoxicated lawnmower driver on the roadways. Unfortunately for uh, the uh, uh, for the officer, uh, or, or unfortunately for the individual, the officer did spot him and radioed back to the uh, precinct saying, Uh, I'm going to pull this guy over. Uh, He's on the lawnmower. What should have been a simple task uh, proved anything but because the individual was evidently not eager to end his joyride. Uh, The officer Henning repeatedly flashed his lights and even hit his siren several times, all in an an attempt to get the man to pull over. Uh, The individual couldn't take a hint. Uh, kept going, we waving to the officer to go around him. Go around, dude. I'm just mowing the street here. Just going to some parsnips. Fucking <laughs> guy. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, the two ended up pulling off the road into a Walgreens parking lot. How the fuck close do you live to a Walgreens? Right. Jesus. So he's going to go get his prescription, mow lawn. I don't back, know what the lawn, fuck Get a couple of brewskis. Yeah. Know. Oof. So uh, apparently they're in a Walgreens parking lot now when the individual ran into trouble cutting off the lawnmower, inadvertently shifting the machine into drive instead of park, 
and hitting a curb. And how the fuck do you accidentally put it in it? It's always in drive. He's just drunk. If you just let off the thing, it's it's not driving. He's coming up with some stuff here. Damn, he's just, dude. He's just wrecked. So uh, the individual told the officer that he had only consumed one beer that day. Uh, Henning, the officer, was skeptical, to say the least, because uh, he, he conducted a field sobriety t- test and, uh, yeah. and a breathalyzer uh, conducted Jeez. soon after that, revealed that the individual had a blood alcohol level of 0.219. Well, in excess of the uh, uh, 0.08 limit. Oof, so, this guy's been drinking all day. Just just so the day he started early. Shit, man. He started early. He's like, I got to mow my lawn. I'm going to get a couple beers in me. Oh, God. Didn't I got to get big fucking ripped here. before I go out there and rip up this lawn. So, um, even as he was being arrested, the individual remained puzzled, apparently unable to determine uh, what he'd done wrong and why he'd been pulled over in the first place. Uh, the officer explained uh, the litany of problems to the individual. Uh, here we go. Operating a lawnmower on a roadway, driving while drunk, running a stoplight, uh, and the cherry on top, driving on a license that had been suspended due to the individual's three previous DUIs. So this is number quattro. And Eric, I mean, yeah. you, you and me, I, I'm drinking beer on my on my cup cadet, right? I, you I, have two? I, I do right here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we don't have a yard where we really go into the street or we don't go to Walgreens. Mine, mine definitely. We don't go to Walgreens. I will not go to Walgreens when I'm fucked up. But mine, mine definitely, like, on parts of mowing my lawn, if I'm going out that far to uh, the, there's an easement on our property where there's a public walking path. Okay. If I have to cross into that, I'm sure that that could probably be an issue. Um, but again, I'm consuming one to two beers on the lawnmower total. Not this guy was at point two, two something, dude. And, and that's I mean, a, that's excessive. So he's a he's a he, you know he's a veteran drinker too. Like he's had is this number quattro, so he's had some experience of drinking. And 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 there's no way that you have an argument here. Uh, I mean, a motor you're vehicle, you're done. A motor vehicle is definitely uh, a, a lawnmower. You can constitute that that a lawnmower is a motorized vehicle. He took it out onto the public roadways. Uh, That'll I mean, do it, it right there. Exactly. So, so you, this is our second MWI we've had on the show. We have yeah. a little bit of information. We have the the BAC. We have the age. We he have failed, a lot of failed a, a, a field sobriety test. So yeah. we, I, I mean, I have my the fourth offense. I have my my local level. Do you have yours in in head right now? I do, uh, and I think it might shock. Everybody, but yeah, I I, I got one. You okay. want to go on three? Let's do it. I All got right. mine in my head, so I'm ready to go. So yeah. Whenever you are. One, two, three, eight. Fourteen. Holy shit. I was going a little higher because this guy has a huge BAC and he's a veteran drinker. So uh, we yeah. got to probably meet in the middle here. I mean, this is this is crazy. We haven't had a gap like this in a while. Eight to 14. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking just two cans because I think this dude's a... a I mean, he's. Do, he's, do you think we should meet in the middle then? Go eleven. Local? I might. I might need to be local. a lot higher. Like, might, maybe you think go, go 12? twelve. You want to go twelve local on this? I think twelve. I, I think twelve. Like he's not passed out, but the two one nine is huge. Well, so yeah, I've so, been a two one nine, and I have been effed, dude. Like I, I have like passed have out been. behind a legally. I have definitely been a a two one nine a two pluser. So a funny story about this podcast. I always bring a um, a breathalyzer when I come to Eric's house, right? Yeah, and, and because I like, I want to drive home safe. I want to know I'm okay, so I bring a breathalyzer and I breathe into it every time I leave here. Yeah, I think the most I've left here with even is like, the time you had the Suzuki. Yeah, I think the most I've ever yeah. left here was like a point one two, 
And that's like, I mean, that's like two or three episodes we record, right, Eric? Yeah. So point one two. So point two one nine. Like you've been drinking, dude. Like you are. And the point one two, I think it's 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 uh, crucial that we say he didn't just take off right there. No, that's why he, I stay he blew here. A point one two, and and we. That's why I stay here and hang. We out. were in the garage for uh, listen at least to music, an hour, listening not to drinking tunes. beer at all. Like one point, we went and we went and looked at the new studio building and, that, and that's, that we're gonna get. And, and that's the whole thing. Like I don't want to ever get a DUI. Like and that's why yeah. I use a breathalyzer. Oh, and and the you know, studio building that we're talking about is on my property. It like, is. We didn't leave. We are working on a new studio at some point yeah. here, and that's what like we're hoping this Patreon That'll be a will help Patreon. us with. Yeah, it'll help us with our Patreon. Is yeah, kind of what the, we're going for. Here. The Patreon will be the the uh, the different progress levels of us building that as well. So yeah, and I mean we got a um, lot of cool people we've been talking to. I know Eric. I what William Defoe. It's one of them. Um, Defoe, Mary Mack. Some, Mary Mack. Some true Wisconsin natives who've really been kind hoping. of in discussions with that we get into the podcast studio. Well, here. Eric Paulson of uh, Discover Wisconsin. Yes, exactly. And yeah, Audio Eric. Dave, too. And and uh, we're, we're really hoping to be able to reach out and, and get in contact with Charlie Barons and, uh, uh, I mean, a, a whole plethora of different individuals. Uh, maybe Monk. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Bone of Air. Uh, Justin yeah. Vernon. Yeah, Justin Vernon. We'd love bon to get Justin Vernon in the studio. But yeah, I mean, so. those are all really cool things that we're really hoping to do. Uh, but let's go ahead and say for this uh, uh, we'll matter. We'll 12 local. 12 local. 12 local. Hit the I gavel, will Eric. definitely settle on 12. Hey, guys. Welcome to another uh, Wisconsin Drunken History podcast interview. Today we're here with Chris from uh, Cedarburg, Wisconsin, coming from the Fermentorium. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you guys this morning? Doing pretty good, actually. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got a pretty adventurous day coming up, and yeah, uh, yeah we're looking forward to it. But uh, we wanted to know about Fermentorium. Um, can you give us uh, a little background about how you guys got your start and a little history of Fermentorium? Yeah, so a um, little bit of background on, on me. Um, yeah, I started homebrewing um, about 10 years before the Fermentorium even opened. Um, you know, was very interested in all forms of uh, fermentation. So, you know, I was making um, sausages at home, making sauerkraut at home, kombuchas. If if I could ferment it, I was I was giving it a shot. So I was doing that for for quite a while, and um, you know, made the made the decision to change my former career and um, make a go at trying to do this professionally, and um, put everything together and opened up a fermentorium about five and a half years ago now. Awesome. Yeah, I have a, a friend. Well, first of all, Russ and I kind of did the same thing. We started to, to try our hand at home brewing and, and uh, trying some cool recipes and things. And uh, it is it is an absolute delight when you finally get a product that you are uh, happy and proud to drink. But then uh, a friend of ours recently uh, started a kombucha company, the the Bolo Boys in Milwaukee, and they uh, they do uh, a really cool take on uh, kombucha, and it's uh, delicious. So that's awesome that you kind of had uh, a hand in a lot of different stuff, not just beer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's 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 a fascinating thing for me, and kind of satisfies uh, both uh, sides of interest that I have, and that's the. Um, you know, the, the artistry of trying to come up with a new product, but also, you know, the, there's a ton of science that goes to it, uh, not just biology of the fermentation, but the chemistry involved to support that. And it, it's just, I don't know, an all around um, interesting and, and rewarding thing. Yeah, and I was going to ask, too, I know we've had quite a few of uh, the, the beers on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you guys actually have like a flagship beer or a beer that you recommend we got to check out like right away? 
Yeah, so our, our flagship is Juice Packets. It's a mm. juicy IPA. You know, that's one that um, has just kind of taken off for us. Um, you know, it, we brewed it early on as a pilot, and, you know, we had a lot of our Mug Club members, you know, asking to bring that back, and so we brought it back, and, um, you know, then we did a, a full batch of it, and, you know, I, we just couldn't really keep that one in stock. You know, it, some beers will come out with, and they're like, oh, that's great, and they'll have one or two of them and then never come back to it again. But Juice Packets, we just – we're brewing about 20 barrels of it uh, almost every week at this point. Wow. Yeah, and that one, uh, we did a review we love on, on love a past that. episode, and it's absolutely phenomenal. It's a great beer. Oh, thank you. And, yeah, so, you know, now that COVID's kind of ending, uh, people are getting their shots. Uh, we're going to wonder, is there any uh, events we need to come check out at the Fermentorium? Uh, well, we've, out here in Cedarburg, you know, we've got food trucks coming, you know, every other weekend. Um, you know, we have 24 taps out here, and uh, most of them are, are full of our beer at this point, you know, so there's always stuff to, to check out out here. Um, big events, I, you know, I don't know that we have any big events coming up until, you know, fall. Uh, we're planning our, our Fermentoberfest, which, awesome. you know, obviously we missed last year. It's uh, a fun event out here, and um, all that, but um, yeah, we've we've kind of laid low on doing any larger events until you know everyone's feeling good about things, and I think we're almost there. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, it's kind of nice to see a little bit of that light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, and that way, all of us, you know, craft beer, uh, you know, uh, uh, entrepreneurs, and and uh, the the people that enjoy. Uh, the, the all of the different breweries that are around the Milwaukee and Wisconsin area, uh, we can finally kind of go out there and see each other again, which is nice. But you know, I, you know, I don't know if you if you recognize that you know your brewery had had helped you know a lot of people kind of through COVID oh, as yeah. well by by <laughs> providing such a good product and it kind of kept kept us um, distantly involved with each other, you know. Well, then we all over here uh, appreciate you keeping us all employed through that time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, happy to, honestly. We, we helped you out. And that was, really the, <laughs> that was really the, the start uh, to this idea. Uh, give not only a cool little history lesson in every episode, but to highlight uh, the different breweries that are around here that Russ and I enjoy so much. So it's, uh, it was kind of cool for us to do the little, the little bit we could uh, to help people kind of uh, figure out if you're at a store, liquor store or something like that, something to pick out uh, to kind of help, like you said, keep everybody uh, employed, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that was kind of the main thing about that entire stretch is just, you know, survival is job one, you know, profitability is out the window and it's just, you know, survive and helping everybody else survive. You know, I think all of us were going out and, you know, grabbing curbside food to go. And, you know, when we were going in, you know, making sure that we uh, tipped our servers at um, a higher than average rate and, yeah. you know, just trying to, trying to keep all, you know, everybody afloat through that, through that time. Yeah. And now that you've, you've told me about all the things you fermented, it's really makes sense. The name is perfect. The yeah. fermentorium. That's a great name. I mean, it's per You nailed it. Yeah. So. Yeah, thanks. That was uh, that was a name that you know I was you know kind of half-ass blogging under for a little while. You know, <laughs> I think I had a a Tumblr account back in those days and yeah. that kind of stuff. But uh, documenting uh, those experiments was really not a passion of mine, so none of that stuff really went anywhere. But <laughs> as I was trying to come up with you know a name for the brewery, 
you know, the, the fermentorium, uh, no one can spell it right. Almost no one can pronounce <laughs> it correctly. Um, you know, much like some of our beer names that we do, but, uh, that's a different story. But, you know, I, I kept coming back to it. I'm like, it's not really a great business name as far as, you know, <laughs> memorability and memorability. Yeah. And then, you know, we have people confusing us with Explorium once they opened up oh. and, you know, but I, I just, I, I couldn't come up with anything else that was, you know, creative or interesting or, you know, meant anything to me, you know, Cedarburg Brewing Company sounds, you know, how many, how many brewing companies are out there that yeah, play right. brewing company? And that's just not, I don't know. That's just not what we, you know, we're shooting to do. Yeah. And, you know, Fermatorium just kept coming back. And finally I was like, you know what? I give in. This is what we're yeah. going to do. I mean, the name itself, like, you know, obviously ferment, but the Torium kind of adds like a science vibe. So it's like the experimentation with fermenting, yeah. which is just, it's perfect. I mean. Yeah, it's kind of that, you know, if there was a brewery in Futurama, it would be called the Fermentor. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Fry <laughs> Fry would be, you know, drinking numerous beers. Bender would be sucking down beers. Lila would be angry. Like She'd you. be mad. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, no, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, we love it, and uh, we can't wait to get out that way. And uh, hopefully we can come there and uh, take a tour of the facility. But uh, before we let you go today, we have about eight to ten questions. Uh, yeah. How Wisconsin are you if you're willing to participate here? All right, I'm going to do my best. All right, sounds good. <laughs> so the first question I got, have you ever been to Summerfest, and uh, do you have a memorable band that you saw there? Uh, yes, of course, I've been to Summerfest. Um, let's see, memorable band. Um, there's been a few memorable events that happened to have taken place while at some of these bands. Um, I'd say probably one of the one of the ones that jumps out at me the most God, if that was actually even Summerfest and not just something down at the, the amphitheater. <laughs> um, oh no, I, I no, I've got the answer for this. It's um, it was going to be Iron Maiden on the Fourth of oh, July. Awesome! Um, Hell yeah! A few years ago, and um, you know the amount of energy that Bruce Dickinson can still bring at yeah. you know the age of 106 and <laughs> running yeah, yeah. his own airline and all the things that he does it was uh absolutely an incredible show and um alice cooper opened for him so that was oh, uh great show you know Dang. of course he puts on a an incredible stage show so yeah, yeah that would that would probably be one of the most uh most summer fest and impressive things yeah you're yeah. going billion dollar babies to aces Dude. high holy cow bruce, yeah bruce so. dickinson the cock of the walk baby oh yeah and he can <laughs> well he can, and and him, uh, you know, running, you know, it's the 4th of July and he's running back and forth on stage with like a 30 foot, uh, union jack. So yeah. <laughs> uh, <there was laughs> that's funny. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I'm a huge Iron Maiden fan. So yeah. that's a really cool one. Uh, next one I got for you. Um, is there a beer from Fermentorium we could use to try to make beer brats with? To try to make what with? Beer brats. Beer brats. Oh, um, well, I mean, since we're going to talk about, you know, how, how Wisconsin are we kind of thing, uh, that, that answer for me is going to be covered bridge. Um, okay, so nice. covered bridge for us is, is kind of our house, uh, yellow beer as I'll call it. <clears throat> um, but we also, you know, we have dubbed that our, uh, Wisconsin ale. So we use, uh, Wisconsin grown barley, uh, that we get from, uh, malt Europe right here in Milwaukee. And then we work with the um, uh, Wisconsin Hop Exchange to get Wisconsin-grown hops for that beer. So it's your standard yellow beer. You can pretty much drink it all day. Um, would go great for some beer brats and all Wisconsin ingredients. Awesome. awesome. 
And yeah, so the next one I got, have you ever tailgated at a Brewers, Packers, or Badgers game, or all three? Um, Brewers and Packers, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, those are the two most common. you yeah. got to tailgate them once in your life. It's a party. So. Yep. Yeah, I, it, it's possible I was around when a Badger game was going on, but sure. I, I won't lie. The memories may have been a little <laughs> They're faded. Uh, fog. Yeah, yeah. Fog. yeah. Uh, there may have been a couple two-tree keg stands out there. Yeah, but. And now, and, <laughs> quite quite probably. And and now that you mentioned that, you know, Packers was definitely in that, have you ever worn a cheese head? Uh, not, not in public. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Save that's that. Fair. Save that for the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly, hey, baby, I'm coming exactly. in with the cheddar on. <laughs> it's role play. I'm a Packers <laughs> fan. Yeah. If I'm wearing a cheese head, that's the only thing I'm wearing. Oh yes. uh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yep. And uh, so you're close enough to Milwaukee where you might have done this, but have you ever closed Walskis in Milwaukee? I have. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Do you get the bumper sticker? <laughs> you bet. Oh, it's so cool. It's somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, and uh, yeah, played some steel darts there, and nice. I'm not sure a lot of them hit the board. No, it hit people probably. <laughs> you got married in the back. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so next question. This is a, a highly debated topic. Um, what do you consider to be the Northwoods of Wisconsin or up north? Uh, what happens north of eight stays north of eight. There you go. Oh, nice. That's like the kind That's of the actually... cutoff when the when the woods change. You're going past Rhinelander. Heck yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Once you, when if you're uh, you know heading up in that direction, like on on Old Fifty One, and you get past Merrill, and you start seeing like actual you know rock formations and things yeah. like that, then uh, then you know you're almost there. Yeah, I always say that there's a point in the drive uh, from uh, the Milwaukee area to the Northwoods that your shoulders drop and you're like, it just feels like all of the, the stress has melted away and you're able to just right. sort of have that up North living, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, depending on, you know, your, your, uh, habits, you know, road soda could yeah. possibly be opened at that Absolutely. time. There may be a couple cracked in there. Couple and, you know, safely, sure. safely. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I would never tell anybody, you know, to do it, but a special export is great because it kind of looks like a Sprite can. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. So the next one we got, it's, it's a pretty Wisconsin thing. I'm sure you've done it. Um, but have you ever operated a snowblower? Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty now, common one. I always say extra points if it was an errands. <laughs> For the keep the Wisconsin factor. Yeah. So, you know, I, I I believe that is what I have at home. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And so, yeah, I got two more for you. Uh, the next one is kind of a funny one, and maybe yeah. maybe you haven't done this, but uh, do you have a favorite uh, fiberglass cow you like to go and visit, whether oh, yeah. it's Sissy or Bernice? Um. <laughs> You know, I don't know that there's there's a favorite, but <laughs> yeah. I have definitely spent some time uh, hanging out with uh, with the gals down there at Cops in, in Glendale. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, those udders are nice and pink there too. Yeah. And holy uh. God, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I got two more for you. Um, next one: Have you ever hit a deer? Oh yeah. No, yeah, that's pretty common. Uh, it's crazy. You can't avoid them. I mean, give them the uppercut. Uh, yeah. I, I, I nailed one square one time, and, and you know, I, I have a lot of fogged memories, but I will always remember this, this poor deer hit so square that it was almost slow motion as it just sort of flew away from the car. It <laughs> yeah, was, I mean, uh, 
you you went straight yeah. you went straight macho man and gave him the suplex yeah. over the car so oh yeah 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 that that vehicle Oof. was uh she was pretty totaled yeah all right before we let you go today i got one more for you um, other than the fermentorium, um, obviously we're going to come visit and we can't, we hope everyone else on the show visits, but is there another brewery, brewery tour or a, a place to grab beer that you recommend? And it doesn't have to be in the state of Wisconsin either. If you have a favorite outside the state, we're open to it. Um, you know, that that's something that always kind of changes and rotates for me, depending on what I'm into and you know, what my what my motivations are. I'd say probably my favorite brewery in the area right now is, uh, is venture. Um, so they're, you know, a few blocks away from our location down in Tosa, you know, so I, I recommend if you are coming to visit uh, our Tosa location, you make some time to go over to venture or vice versa. But, uh, the, the guys over at venture are extremely creative, uh, extremely funny, um, you know, great to talk to and hang out with, uh, the beers that they do, you know, they are, they're creative with it. You know, I don't think they're chasing any sort of trends. You know, they do what they got to do to, to sell some beers, but, uh, that, and you know, the coffee roasting that they're doing there. And I I think, I think some of that, um, you know, knowledge and experience that they get from roasting coffee, you know, shows in, uh, the beers that they, they produce. And, you know, I, I have nothing but respect for those guys over there. Yeah. And we actually just had them on a couple episodes ago. Just a couple episodes. And they were just, it's released yet. They were just great guys. Yeah. I mean, they were phenomenal to deal with and they're funny. So yeah, yeah, I, I recommend that one as well. Um, but Chris, we really appreciate all the time you gave us today. Um, we can't wait to come up to fermentorium. We hope all our audience will come up there too. Um, but thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Yeah. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. All right. Take care. Yeah. Bye. Bye. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.